Hey, hey everyone, this is Savante, and on today's episode of Dear College Students, I will be talking with Brianna Parnell. Brianna is a recent alumna of Florida Atlantic University with a degree in international business. She recently discovered her passion in the fashion industry, but particularly in creating unique outfits from thrifted clothes. While she works full-time in a marketing position, she dedicated her free time towards her two businesses, Bee's Unique Boutique and Fresh Remedy, which is an all-natural and organic skincare. She aspires to encourage others to chase their dreams regardless of whatever obstacles they may encounter. And Brianna, I want to say thank you for being on this podcast. Thank you for inviting me. And I first want to start off by asking you what motivated you to pursue a degree in international business? Um, the biggest thing is that I always knew I wanted to be a business person. And whether it was, because I originally wanted to be a lawyer, mm-hmm. but then I realized I worked in a law office and I was like, this is not for me. But I still knew I wanted to have my own law firm, so I knew I wanted a degree in business. Mm-hmm. And but what stood out was the international aspect is that I like learning different cultures and different languages and about different like societies. And with the international aspect, you get all of that in business. So it was a nice combination. Sheesh. And what are some of the adversities that you had to overcome to get to where you are today? There was a lot, mm-hmm. but... Honestly, like when you when you overcome those things, they motivate you to keep going. So right. some of the ones that I had to overcome was just like, I think the biggest thing is like when you're in college is the temptation of like having fun because you're finally free. Right. There's no parents stopping you. You have to ask anyone for any to do anything. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing is basically the discipline to like motivate yourself and like stay focused because your parents aren't going to text you 24 <laughs> seven. Like no one's really looking out for you except for yourself and your friends. But half the time your friends are going to go do what they want to do. So. Right. It's just staying focused. And I took a lot of online classes. Mm-hmm. So that made it even harder because, like, you don't have to go to class. It's kind of like right. you watch the class when you want to. You submit it when you want to. But just make sure you submit it by the deadline. So that type of thing required a lot of discipline, which I think trained me to stay focused even after I graduated. Mm-hmm. So that was the biggest thing for me. And what inspired you to start your own bis- businesses, should I say? Probably my mom. Because growing up, my mom, she's an accountant. But mm-hmm. she bakes. Like, she bakes really good. Okay. <laughs> I know you bake, too. Yeah, shout but, out to her. <laughs> and, like, she, like, sometimes a lot of people ask her to make birthday cakes and wedding cakes, but she just won't start the business. Like, she'll make them for them, mm-hmm. but she won't, like, actually start the business of it. Right. And, like, she's always said she wanted to, so, like, seeing her want to do it, but then, like, being too scared to do it right. made me, like, realize, like, I don't want to end up in her situation. I love my mom. I'm not talking down on her. Right. But, like, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm like, damn, I wish I started that business right. knowing how it could, like, took off. So that's what motivated me. Yeah. And what lessons have you learned from starting your own business? What lessons? Honestly, don't be scared. It's okay to be to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. To have a plan, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Because when you kind of just jump in, mm-hmm. like without a plan, I feel like the people that are supporting you and who like are attracted to your business can realize that too. Yeah. But they will notice the instability within your business if you don't have stability yourself. And right. the biggest thing is that you have to support yourself too. Because no one's going to support you if it looks like you don't even support yourself. So as the owner of the business, you kind of set the standard for what you want people to see or respect of you. So I had to learn how to basically not be scared to support myself, even if no one else was supporting me. Because that was the biggest thing. Like when you start a business, 
you get a lot of questions and people look at you like yep i know exactly <laughs> what you're saying are you really qualified to do that like what right. do you know in that industry but like once you just keep uplifting yourself people are gonna stop questioning you mm-hmm. and once you what did i notice like if you tell like say if i make this shirt no one would say anything but once i say like oh i made this shirt they start looking at it like like nitpicking what's wrong with it yep so I don't know why society is like that, but it's just the way it is. So I learned like sometimes you got to pick and choose mm-hmm. when to motivate yourself, not motivate yourself, but like to advertise yourself. Right. Like I'd rather just go out in public with an outfit and not know people know that I made it. And then mm-hmm. when they be like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. I'd be like, yeah, I made it. And then they're like, oh, instead of walking up to them being like, yeah, I made this outfit. Right. It's a different reaction. Wow. And what lessons have you learned from starting your own business? Um, what have I learned? <laughs> a lot. There's a lot more that goes into creating a business and people think mm-hmm. it's expensive at the same time, sometimes too. Like you have to spend money to make money. That's very true. And you have to spend a lot of money. What else have I learned? Is that, oh, I've learned that your biggest support will come from people that you least expect. Yes. <laughs> that I can't agree on right there. And I don't know why, but it's how it is. Like, mm-hmm. people that you thought would support you sometimes won't. Right. And I don't think it's because they don't like you. I just think it's like, we go back to, like, are you really qualified to do that? Because someone you may be close with knows you deeper right. than someone else who doesn't. So they may see another aspect of you and they're like, why is this girl starting that business? Right. But versus a stranger just sees you and it's like, oh, I can see her starting a business. And what else have I learned? It's just so much. It is 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 a lot that goes into even when I started my podcast, you know, I thought, you know, all my closest people would be the ones supporting me the most. But I learned that it's actually the strangers mm-hmm. um, that have been supporting me the most. Like, yeah. I have random people literally, like, hit me up. Like, oh, my God, your podcast is so <laughs> cool. I want to be on it. And I'm like, all right, I don't know who you are, but bet. <laughs> like, let's run it. But um, that that's one less I think everyone will learn when starting their own business. Um, is that sometimes it's the ones that you least expect mm-hmm. that will be your biggest supporters. And even going off of that, what are some of the failures that you had to overcome as an entrepreneur? The biggest failure, that was back to the stability thing, Mm -hmm. is not having a plan. There's numerous times where I kind of just jumped into it. Right. And I didn't have a plan. And then it kind of backfired on me and made the business look bad because it was, it just looked unorganized. Right. So I have the, that for me taught me you have to like really have a plan and really think about what long term, what you're trying to achieve. Another failure is for me, marketing. Marketing is hard. Yeah. Because you have to figure out what audience you're trying to attract. And mm-hmm. if you don't want to attract, and how do you attract that certain audience, that niche you're trying to reach? Mm-hmm. And if you spend time attracting the wrong audience, is that audience really going to like pay attention to your service? Do they really care? So you have to find that niche. And overcoming that was a lot. I'm still trying to overcome that, like trying right. to find that niche. And then, what else have I covered? other failures it's just I think starting a business is all about failures yeah because that's the only way you're gonna learn like what is actually your business and what how do you grow from that because if you're not making failures are you really learning and then everything within the business is just oh I failed this okay so I'm gonna go back and do it differently right so that's the whole thing it's just 
only way because well, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts who people mm-hmm. who have entrepreneurs who are entrepreneurs and they say that if you don't fail you're not learning so it's all about how you come back and then the consistency that's the biggest thing is consistency if yeah. your audience sees you're not consistent they're yep. not going to keep following mm-hmm. you. They're not going to keep paying attention to what you're doing. They're going to lose interest because where have you been? Right. So it's a consistency. And it's just, that's what I think separates people who have a successful business and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that's the breaking point. Yeah. Consistency. I preach that literally all the time. <laughs> literally, I always say that on like one of my podcast episodes. Actually, just about all of them is consistency is key. I even learned that when I first started, um, because when I first started my podcast, like I was consistent at first, but then mm-hmm. I fell off and I noticed like I was losing a lot of my audience. But now since I picked back up doing like one or two episodes a week, yep. it's just kind of like, all right, I see it starting to pick back up again. So consistency definitely is key in everything that you do. Everything. And what are some of the failures or what are some of the lessons that you've learned from those failures? Staying organized, staying on track. Um, Staying motivated because there's mm-hmm. times like within the business you kind of like, dang, I don't feel like doing this. Sometimes mm-hmm. you even question like, why did I start this? But right. you know why you started it. But exactly. it's just like you get into like you just start overthinking. So I've learned like how to say honestly, starting a business taught me how to stay positive and how to like mm-hmm. overcome those like thoughts that can bring you back. Right. So that was the biggest thing because you just have to kind of like get up and be like I'm gonna do it and then once you start doing it you forget you was even thinking about all that right and then staying organized having a plan and staying to a schedule when yeah. you have a schedule <laughs> everything else goes so much neater it does because then that helps your plan like fall into place right. you don't have to think about it so much or stress about it so much and then what I've learned from my failures the marketing like just picking and choosing what markets better and what Mm -hmm. doesn't like even with Instagram just like when to post and when not to post the things I'm trying to advertise so that Mm -hmm. makes a huge difference so you gotta pay attention to when your followers are actually gonna be engaged or when they're just gonna scroll by because if I post at say 10am at work like on a Monday no one's gonna really look at it but if I go to like 6pm on a Monday night that's when everyone's off work they're on like laying Mm -hmm. in bed on Instagram the engagement is a huge difference. So I had a lot of like trial and errors with posting and mm-hmm. I even keep track of like, oh, this is not a good time. And I'll write it down so I remember for like next month, Right. don't post on this date, post on this date instead at this time. Nice. So it's a lot of attention to detail. And how do you define success? I feel like that varies for every person, mm-hmm. honestly. But for me, I find success in myself. Like I don't look for the... I don't look for other people to say I'm successful. I like right. it's, it's me that's driving myself. So for me, it would be I would say I'm successful in these unique boutique once I'm able to create an outfit consistently fast. Because that's my biggest issue right now is that it takes time. Because I'm still trying to learn, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Like I started Be unique boutique just strictly because I'm four eleven, and a lot of clothes don't fit me. So I was like, I just need to start making my own clothes. I'm tired of going to the store. And nothing fits me. So I just like I made an outfit and then I posted it and then everyone was like, Can I buy this? And I was like, Well, that was not the plan. <laughs> I was just kind of showing like, hey, look what I can do. Right. And then, then it kind of like everyone kept asking me, like, when are you gonna start selling? And I was like, Okay, so I guess it's a demand. So I'll just start that. But it's kind of stuff like that that just makes you 
want to keep going. Right. So. <laughs> so it's it seems like it's like you go back to um, the consistency mm-hmm. um, when it comes down to success. Because in order to be successful, you know, everyone defines that in their own way, but a lot of it boils down to like being consistent, consistent. at what you're doing. Yep. <laughs> and it's like. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like once I don't know when I'll ever feel successful because I always want right. more. That's the right. biggest thing. You always want more. Yep. I think when you want more, you stay driven. But for me, success is like the happiness. Once I'm happy with what I'm doing yeah. and how everything is looking, I'll feel successful. Like, yeah, the money is cool. I mean, mm-hmm. like we all want money. Right. So let's not even lie. But it's kind of like I feel happy doing what I'm doing. So I feel like I'm successful now, even okay. so, because. I didn't think I would ever get to this point. Right. Like even my mom, like my mom bought me a sewing machine for Christmas. My dad was like, she's not going to use it. You can take it back in a month. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, I'm actually using it. And that's me success. Cause like, right. I finally set aside time to do what I wanted to do. Right. So I feel successful in that aspect. But with the business, I'll feel successful once, like I said, able to generate outfits consistently in a fast pace. Okay. And um, what are some of the goals that you set for yourself to achieve? Before this year is over. Before this year is over. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this year is closing in. It is. Um, For a Beige Unique Boutique, definitely I want to have my first clothing line dropped. But that's harder than people think because mm-hmm. there's so many different aspects into it, like different sizing. And then for a woman's body, there's so many curves. So when you're making an outfit, right. you got to take into consideration all the curves and then like the fabric of it. Because mm-hmm. some fabrics stretch, some don't. To take, it's just a lot. So for me to have a clothing line, like my first clothing line drop before the year's over, and then for Fresh Remedy, there's not going to be a Fresh Remedy product before the year's over because there's mm-hmm. so much testing right. that goes into it. So I would say to get out of the testing stage because that's the hardest part okay. is the testing the products and sharing like, will this audience like this? And then we have to send it to the lab and like make sure it approves all the FDA testing. Mm-hmm. And that itself takes time. And then submitting it takes time and dealing with the lawyer takes time. Right. So there's a lot of different aspects in it, but to get past that, I want to say get past the first stage of a business because gotcha. that's the hardest part. And that's when people get stuck and that's when people get unmotivated. Mm-hmm. But I believe like once you get past that stage, right. it's not easy waters, but it's easier than the first stage. So that's my goal is to get out of this, these stages, the beginning okay. stages. And what are some values or quotes that you go by on a daily basis? Mm. For me, a quote... <laughs> I really believe speaking it into existence. Like I'm okay. a firm believer because I believe like once, even if you're sad, if you consistently say to yourself, I will be happy today. Yeah. I believe your mind will start believing it. And then like, you'll just start doing it because your mind is believing it. So I tell myself every day when I wake up, I'm going to be rich in two years. Okay. And it may not be like a millionaire, but I'll be like at least financially, financially st- stable mm-hmm. enough. And then, like, I believe, like, saying, like, I don't say that to be cocky, but I say it because if I'm mission, if I tell myself I'm mission two years, I know I have to work towards that. Right. I'm not just going to wake up in two years and be rich. You right. got to do something. So if I, when I tell myself that every morning, I know, like, okay, I got to go to work and, like, make sure I do good at my job so I can eventually get promoted. Right. And I got to go home and focus on my other business. I'm not going to be rich just by, like, right. looking around thinking, yeah, I'm going to be rich. Like, you have to work towards that. Right. So that keeps me motivated to keep working because mm-hmm. if you want to reach that goal, you're not going to get it unless you work. And then another quote that I go by is honestly, just don't quit. And I know that's like pretty typical, but it's like, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. 
But like, no, but honestly, just like, don't quit because it goes back to the consistency thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, if you keep going, even when it gets hard, like you, you'll get it over it. You'll make right. it. So I just told myself, don't quit. Like even this week, I was kind of annoyed. I was like, I don't even feel like doing this, but I was like, I got to do it. And then I got over that hump and I was like, wow, I'm glad I didn't give up because mm-hmm. the feeling when I didn't quit was way better than the feeling than when mm-hmm. I wanted to quit. So I always like try and remember how I felt when I like accomplished something versus right. focusing on how I felt like getting there. Right. Because the feeling is way better. But I just feel like we forget how that feels mm-hmm. so much. And I don't know why, but... <laughs> it's part of our human nature. It is. <laughs> you have to overcome that. Once you overcome that like thought process, right. it's easier. And then you just be happier too. And last question. What is one piece of advice that you would give to a college student who is thinking about starting their own business? It's what everyone told me when I kind of noticed is just start it. Like yeah. honestly, just do it. Because even with the clothing business, like I feel like I love y'all. I feel like I was low-key pressured into starting a business. Like I said, I was getting so many DMs and I was like, but this is for me. <laughs> These outfits are for me. <laughs> like, right. y'all can find clothes that fit you. But everyone was, like, asking me. And I was like, okay, so apparently they're cute if everyone keeps asking me for it and asking where I'm going. Like, it's strangers. Like, even people mm-hmm. who, like, I thought didn't like me. Mm-hmm. But, like, girl, you're snapping. And I was like, I thought you didn't like me. So this is good. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and it's just, like, if I wouldn't have, like, started it or if I just wouldn't have, like, finally just started, got up and do it, I would have right. never known, like, what I can do. And, like, a lot of people are telling me, like, sewing is a talent. And it's, like, you don't realize you have that talent until you just do it. Right. So, you just have to get up and do it. And then once you do it, people will start pushing you. I think, so someone told me that when you post your work on the internet, mm-hmm. you're exposing yourself. And when you expose yourself, you're opening, to, opening yourself up to criticism and also the positive parts of it. But when you expose yourself like that, you're going to get pressured into mm-hmm. either doing it or not doing it. That's but right. either way, if your work is good and you like support yourself, mm-hmm. people are gonna pressure you to keep doing it. Right. And I kind of use that pressure to keep me going sometimes. Because <laughs> right. I know people are like, so when's the next outfit coming? When's the line coming? So if you just do it and you find you love it, mm-hmm. everyone else will follow. It'll fall into place and everyone else will follow you. Pressure is privilege. <laughs> it definitely it is. is. Well, with that being said, I want to thank you so much for being on this episode. Thank you for having me. No problem. To all my listeners, please continue to like, subscribe, share whatever episode is your favorite one. Don't hesitate to share it. Um, Leave a comment if you would like. Um, Just let me know what all that you all would like to hear or anything like that. And I will see you all on the next episode of Dear College Students.